0: Back to episode five of the thermometer we're finally back we took a little bit little bit of a break but man am i glad to be back nolan thompson how are we feeling pretty good pretty good trade deadline is always an exciting
1: time of the year first we're going to get into a couple teams that have been making some waves in the league recently and then we're going to talk about the many trades that happened during the trade deadline a lot of big moves happening. You know, a lot of guys being moved that we didn't expect because certain teams are not having the years that we thought they would. So I think right away, let's hop into it and talk about one of the hottest teams in baseball, the Chicago Cubs. They are 8-2 and two in their last 10 games and 11-5 and five in the second half. And Cody Bellinger is really leading the way. He's a yep. 190 WRC plus in the second half maybe yeah, a little bit fraudulent, really,
0: but it is, he has been sure. performing. Uh, they do have a lead leading 131 WRC plus in the second and a half. That's kind of helped them. They have they had a series win against the Nats, the White Sox and the Cardinals twice. That doesn't say a lot, but they've been playing good baseball recently. Like you said, Cody Bellinger, he's been hitting really well. WRC plus sitting around 190. You got Mike Tachman. He's got a one seventy one WRC plus in the second half so far. I mean, that's just one of those things where it's like you got to take that as the Cubs. You got to take a Mike Tokman with a yeah. batting three fifty four. I don't really you believe You got to run with it, and they're taking advantage of it. So, yeah, I, I mean, I it's not
1: predictable at all. But I don't believe in the Cubs really. They have you know Jan Gomes and Mike Talkman pulling a lot of weight in the yeah. offense, but. I think their starting pitching is probably better than it has been. They've got a lot of guys, and it seems with this winning streak, they're
0: not going to trade anyone at the trade deadline. So, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll kind of keep going through, like you said, Jan Gomes, Christopher Morel, Nico Horner, and Ian Happ have also been hitting pretty well in the second half. WRC plus is around one twenty to one fifty. Patrick Wisdom and Dansby Swanson have looked better in limited appearances as well the pitching has kind of been league average right now in the second half they're right around the middle of the pack in starter era and starter xfip Um, and then the relievers are also middle of the middle of the pack in era so their offense is definitely carrying them right now where they're at right now it it becomes a question of like why because they took stroman and cody bellinger off the market which a lot of people had envisioned that at least one of them, if not both, were going to get traded. But I think that it's a combination of like teams are seeing through like Cody Bellinger's kind of lucky success. There's a 50-point difference between his WOBA and ex-WOBA, so it's showing like he's he's extremely lucky right now. Um, and then with Strowman, it's like he has a player option next year, but they're probably just going to give it their shot to restructure and re-sign him. Dave Stroman has said that he wants to play for the Cubs and he wants Bellinger to play for the Cubs. Like they, they want to stay. And I think this winning streak kind of forced them to keep these two. And like when they're four games out right now, it forces them to kind of keep putting pressure and keep trying to get that NL central division.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: I think the best option for them is to just hold because I don't
1: think they really need to make any trades and, I don't think you're hurting too much from not moving Strowman or Bellinger because it seems like those guys would want to like re-sign in the future, re-sign for next year. And they still have, according to fan graphs, a 27% chance to make the playoffs. So they have a shot and I think they've got a solid team. It's just, can they put it together and can they make up the games? And even if they don't, I think it still might be the right decision because they could just go
0: right back at it next year and re-sign those same guys. I agree. I think you start to see, like, Nico Horner find his groove next year for sure. I think you kind of have started to catch lightning in a bottle with Christopher Morrell. You have to work, like, where is he going to play defense in the future? So that's going to be one of the biggest, like, off-season tasks for them in terms of coaching and development. But I think, like, Nico Horner, Ian Hap, like, these are these are guys that you can build around. And then if you keep stroman you keep bellinger like that's a solid core for your future so i kind of appreciate that they didn't sell i appreciate yeah. that for sure it's it's fun to see a team that's saying you know we're a big market team and we want to keep these big market guys and there's a low chance that you're gonna if you sell stroman say and then he declines his player option next year like that just lowers your chances of getting him back so, yeah. and sometimes teams are, uh, people around baseball sometimes say like, oh, he's going to sign as a rental here and then he'll re-sign. Like, I feel like that's, it's not a very common thing that happens. Yeah. It's a much higher possibility that he just declines and then restructures with with the Cubs. And then
1: I think one thing to mention about the Cubs and probably the Padres similarly is they won a lot of games this weekend. <laughs> Padres swept the Rangers and Cubs obviously on this big winning streak really contributed to sort of this seller's market where there aren't that many teams that want to sell and we're seeing high prices for rentals and other sort of, you know there seems to be a higher price for players that aren't necessarily amazing in our rentals
0: I agree like a, like a Jack Flaherty in some years is not going to have really like not a lot of value at all in a market but this year like there's there's not many options especially like lance starting lynn. Pitchers now yeah like yeah lance, lance, lance lynn too is crazy all right
1: yeah so moving on to some of our teams that have kind of been cold the giants have been awful hitting they've been like a horrible watch 75 wrc plus in july in total which is last among all major league teams i mean a lot of the guys A lot of the more unknown guys that were sort of carrying the offense at the beginning of the year, like, you know, Patrick Bailey and Lamont Wade and JD Davis have really fallen off a cliff. Like, Patrick Bailey has a nine WRC plus in July. JD Davis is out of 80, which is not horrible, but compared to what he was doing before, is awful. Patrick Bailey has a nine WRC plus. Lamont Wade Jr. is a 52 WRC plus. Like, they have just not been hitting at all, which is kind of crazy because their pitching has still been amazing. 3.8 at XFIP in July, which is fourth in the league. Like, their hitting has just been atrocious. It's been horrible. Like, it's been so hard to watch. And then they also can't hit lefties. They have 86 WRC plus versus lefties on the season, which is 28th in the league. Like, they're such an interesting team because they have the pitching. They have a lot of the role-player platoon guys, but they just don't have any of those big – like, they have Jock Peterson, who I think fits this mold, but they don't have any, like, big bats in the middle of their lineup, really. Like, your best hitters are Josh sure. Peterson, and then, like, J.D. Davis, I guess, is your next best hitter, or Michael Conforto? Like-
0: mm-hmm. I think that there's also, like... I mean, they're getting lucky right now, to some degree, because they're lucky that the we'll get to the Diamondbacks. That's our next cold team. But this is just a, str- a struggling NL West right now. And I'm telling you, like... The Padres seem out of it, and they're still struggling to find ways to win games, like we've mentioned in the past. But it's like both the Giants and the Diamondbacks are just struggling right now. Obviously, the Dodgers are still doing their thing. Yeah. But, like, these are two teams that need to kind of figure it out, and this is this is where you need to add. If you want to, like, kind of make that run to get the wild card and maybe it, make some noise in the playoffs, this is – literally the last day <laughs> yeah like figure it out um
1: I, mean, I it's kind of funny because probably about two months ago we were all like oh are the Dodgers gonna finish like third or fourth in the division like the Giants and backs yeah. look so good yeah. and now they're just in first place and yep. they're the best team it's just kind of funny but I mean the, I just think the Giants should not do anything because they don't I don't think there are really any of those impact bats available like I think the one guy that has been talked about in trades, like, well, there's two guys, is Arenado and Goldschmidt. And it seems like they're not going to get traded. Like, those players would make sense because they have money to spend. They probably would want somebody there long-term for the next, like, five years to be that big superstar in San Francisco. You know, they tried to give money to Judge. They tried to give money to Correa. But it seems like the Cardinals don't want to move those guys. So I don't think there's really any fit for the Giants. Like, they don't need pitching. So I guess, like the basic move would be like, just add like a righty who can hit lefties pretty well. Just use them as a platoon bat. Not very expensive. It makes your team slightly better, but I don't think that really moves the needle. And the team that the Giants remind me of is the Rays from last year. Like they had a good regular season. Yeah. They won a decent amount of games, but then they get to the playoffs and they score like one run in two games. I think it was if, one run. And if your
0: pitchers, and if like you're, so say like you get to the playoffs, Logan Webb goes game one. And if he doesn't give you, like, a shutout to only a one-run performance, like, there's a chance that you you lose that game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, it puts so much pressure on the pitching, and not only the starters, but also the relievers as well, because you're not making a lot of noise late in games. And um, I think it comes down to, like, this is a team that you can see a lot of guys that could have end up all sitting around – 100, 110 WRC plus at the end of the year, yeah. in my opinion. You, like if you you have have a a team... Mike Dremsey can be an above average hitter, if J.D. Davis can do his thing still, kind of stay around 120 and above in the WRC plus category. And then also Patrick Bailey, like there's, he was helping them so much and you're seeing him regress down a little bit. Casey, Casey Schmidt, he came out really hot, like at the first week that he came up, And he's kind of been awful ever since that.
1: I I think somebody like
0: Marco Luciano, though, could give
1: him maybe some pop in the lineup. But he is also not even 22 years old
0: yet. So you can't rely on him. Totally. Like, what do you... You'll hit him seven or eight. Yeah. And he'll give you a few bombs, but he's going to strike out a shit ton. And if he's not making hard contact, it's like... There's kind of some areas in his swing where he struggles. So if you can't expect him to give you a lot in terms of
1: offensive production right away. Yeah. I'm just looking at the giants roster right now. And what I think is they have a team of all platoon bats, but you can't platoon yeah. every single person on your team. Like Mike Jastrzemski is, not a, is a platoon spot. bat. Yeah. Like Michael Conforto is a platoon bat and you like, and you can't, but you can't platoon every single play on your team. I mean, I think, like, Luis Matos has been, like, the best player on their team, like, this month. He is, like, a league average a hitter playing center field. Like, yeah. I think he's been nice. He's has an 89 WRC plus on the season, but his ex is looking good. His bat at ball data looks good. So, I think he's a promising player and definitely could be, like, an everyday center fielder, but they just need, like, a couple big bats in the middle of their lineup.
0: Yeah. And I think that they were also, like, hoping because they got Michael Con- so basically what happened is like they don't get Judge and then they end up going to get Mitch Hanninger and Michael Conforto Conforto first year back after playing for a while he hasn't been performing to like he's been around league average so just don't like it's his first year back he might figure things out but he doesn't look like the Mets Michael Conforto and then Mitch Hanninger has been awful He's kind of Edward. been moving in and out of injuries too, but. Um. Well, they do
1: have a big series against the Diamondbacks starting today, four game series. So I think good transition to move on to the Diamondbacks. I mean, this is like a huge series in the NL West. Yeah. Giants are two games back, Diamondbacks are four games back. So, I mean, this could really swing the, the play- state of the NL West.
0: Yeah, for and sure. who's going to be that NL wild card team? From the NLS. Yeah. Diamondbacks are two and eight in their last ten. Like Nolan just said, they're four games back in the NLS and two games back to the Giants. So they're fifteenth in WRC plus since the break. They have some struggling hitters for sure. Lourdes Gurriel has been horrendous. He had a great probably first third of the year and he's kind of been struggling ever since then. Alec Thomas, when you have Alec Thomas, Josh Rojas, and Evan Longoria getting at bats, it's kind of going to limit your offense right now they've all been struggling recently like Corbin Carroll Christian Walker and Cattell Marte are all still hitting well they're all still kind of doing their thing Cattell Marte has been really good since the break actually but you need this offense to be great when the pitching is at the level it's at right now and it's been brutal the starters have a 5.76 ERA since the break Zach Gallon has struggled a little bit but His numbers point to a little bit of unluckiness, so we're not really worried about him. He's still that kind of like that top-runner Cy Young candidate in the National League right now, in my opinion. Um, Merrill Kelly has looked better since coming back from his injury. Tommy Henry needs to be better for them. I think that in my mind, it's like if I'm a team and Tommy Henry's a four, I'm going to sleep at night and I'm like, okay, but if he's my three, I'm just going to be having nightmares all night long. Like Tommy Henry's like, he's too young to be your three and expect him to have like a 3.54. Like he's going to struggle. And then when you have Brandon fought and Ryan Nelson, still working through some things and you have Zach Davies, who's been horrendous. Then it's like, you have Gallon and Kelly, and they'll be fine. But like I said, it's what are we gonna do? This is when you need to make a move. Mike Hayes in like right now is the most important time. Do you add like a Michael Lorenzen? Do you add even a Jack Flaherty? Do you nice. add an Erod? I don't think any of those guys besides Erod. I don't think any of those guys necessarily like pull you over the top, but it really helps.
1: Yeah, you need. And also they're. You need big what league innings.
0: Saying, you need big
1: league innings, and I think Michael yeah. Lorenzen and Jack Flaherty work for that. And they have so many. I mean, I know like Alec Thomas isn't very good, but I think like the Tigers or the Tigers would be happy to get him to have another young guy that they can, you know, play in the outfield, play good defense. Because Michael Loren, like Michael Lorenzen, doesn't provide them any value this year, and I think. He would be your number three. He'd be your solid number three. Especially Zach Davies <laughs> and Tommy Henry are down right now. So I don't really yeah. know who the fifth starter is. I
0: think they've been running some bullpen games and such. Bullpen games, which is funny because they have a horrible 7.82 bullpen. bullpen ERA since the break. So it's like, wh- like it? I, I mean, it doesn't help when your starters aren't giving you much, but it's like, you need to add. And it but, doesn't need to be crazy. Like a Michael Lorenzen, I know we talked about it being a seller's market, but a Michael Lorenzen deal for a team that has like a pretty solid like influx of prospects, like make a move. It doesn't have to be your top end guys, but make a move for a guy like Michael Lorenzen or even Jack Flaherty. If they would have got Jamon, I feel like that would have been huge for them. That would have been great for them, but obviously he's off the market now.
1: I think this is something we kind of saw with the Diamondbacks because they were playing very well. I mean, their bottom of the bottom of their order kind of sucks. Like, they just don't have. They have a couple like really good hitters, and then the rest of their order is kind of just all the same young it's, fast they, guys who don't really like, hit that it's well. Almost like
0: it's their they're pitching and their hitting are very similar because they're both kind of top ended. Yeah. Like they're both top heavy. It's you have guys like Corbin Carroll and Zach Gallen and Christian Walker and Mer- Merrill Kelly. And then, like, as soon as you kind of get through those guys, it's when you have a game where Corbin Carroll doesn't hit well and you have Zach Davies starting, don't expect to win. You know what I mean? It's that's where you struggle. Um, last team is the Rangers. You want to go, you want to talk about the Rangers?
1: Yeah. So. 120 wrc plus in july which is fifth in the league we know they can hit they've been hitting great it's slightly down from their season numbers i guess but they still have been hitting great but their pitching staff in total is a 4.99 x whip in july which is 28th in the league and they have a 5.40 starter x whip in july which is 29th in the league literally every single pitcher who started for them has been horrible horrible in july yeah like I, all of them have like an xFIP over four four. Nathan Eovaldi is a one. point native He's a one point nine six ERA but a five point four zero
0: xFIP. So I consider that. Like not he's be been very good, good the whole year. So you can't say like you're not you're not worried about native Eovaldi. You're not. Yeah. yeah.
1: And they have a sort of average bullpen, I guess. But I like the J and Max Scherzer signings. Like they are going to pitch in the playoffs for you, but. I don't really know how much I believe in Nathan Ivaldi. Like, I think he's fine as your three. But mm-hmm. they need these guys to kind of step up. Like, they're not in trouble. They're probably going to make the playoffs. But they're a team with World Series aspirations. And they need guys like Mart- they need Martin Perez to give him some innings, maybe. Or John Gray mm-hmm. or Andrew Heaney. Like, they need some guys to give them quality innings in the back end of the rotation. And it's just not been happening.
0: Yeah. So, when we get to the playoffs, it's probably what? You got, like, who do you think starts game one? I think they'll still start Nadia AD Evaldi. Yeah, I think it'll be Evaldi, Scherzer, Jordan Montgomery. Jaymon. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think that's good, um, but they need innings for the rest of the year. And I, don't know, I just don't really believe in Andrew Heaney and John Gray and Martin Perez and
0: Dane Dunning to do it. Yeah. I mean, but those are if those are guys that are filling out your four and fives, like if I I don't know, like it's hard to know which one is your four between Andrew Heaney, John Gray, and Martin Perez. I don't I don't really. I think believe, it's probably John. I don't Gray. really believe in. Yeah, it's probably John Gray, and then I would say Dane. Dunne. From there, I don't know really, but but we're like kind of splitting hairs here. I don't I don't think that that's necessarily the problem. You. Like so their relievery X fip is at four point four three in July, which is seventeenth. I think that when they add starting pitching, it automatically improves your bullpen, especially when it looks like theirs. It's um they have high end relievers. Like they have Chapman, they Will Smith has been really good. Jose Leclerc has looked pretty solid and then Josh Spores, his ERA is kinda it's like sitting around four four, but his X ERA is much lower. Like I think he's a good arm for them. But they're consistently having to use more than their top-end guys because the, your, their starters aren't going late in games. Yeah. So I mean, when you add starting pitchers that can give you like five or six and potentially seven innings, like that's where you kind of want to sit around, then you can go like a LeClerc-Will uh, Smith-Chapman or LeClerc-Chapman-Will Smith, whatever it is. But they have high-end relievers, but when they kind of expand, it's not a super deep bullpen, so that's when they start to struggle. So that's why I really like the Scherzer deal. Um, I really liked, like getting J. Mont. I think that's huge for them too. It's I. I mean, going into this, they got Chris the Stratton deadline, I, if you too. Me, what'd you say? They got Chris Stratton too. Who's yeah, like, he's like yeah, an they average also middle be, reliever, which I think is what yeah. the Rangers need. gonna it. help. Yeah, they do. Um, but. If you told me at the beginning of the deadline that if I was a Rangers fan and I see us getting Scherzer and Jaymon and Chris Stradden at the beginning of the deadline, I am 100% taking that. Yeah. Even though you definitely deplete your system a little bit, they're trying to win now, obviously. They want I think, to win now. I think one thing that they could
1: maybe do is since they have – so many starting pitchers now is they could do that thing where like day and dunning goes through the order twice and then like go to like martin perez or something yeah or andrew heating and then have him go through the order once and sort of do that like because they're both not great probably the third time through the order and their opposite hands it could like throw off sort of what the other team is trying to do platoon wise but yeah i just think they could probably move some of their struggling starters to the bullpen and maybe find some success there using them as, you know, some middle relievers. But, I mean, I'm not really worried about the Rangers. I think they're still a very good team, but I just think it's kind of interesting to look at how much their pitching has been struggling because it's been awful, like awful, some of the worst in the league in July. So... Yeah.
0: I think that it also... So far, in my opinion, the lure, the losers of the division or the losers of the league so far have kind of been the Seattle Mariners because, like, everyone in the AL West is finding ways to add right now besides the Mariners. And they've, like, been playing pretty solid baseball. They're seven and three in their last 10. They're five games back. They're only a half game behind the Angels, five and a half games back of the Rangers and Astros. But they need to make a move, in my opinion. And when the Angels are obviously buying, when the Astros, they slightly they bought Kendall Graveman, they traded for Kendall Graveman, and the Rangers are doing this, it's like the Mariners need to make a move if they want to stay in contention. I agree, but um, they can't hit, so...
1: Yeah, I think they need bats. The and I don't yeah. think... I don't know. I Jared think the issue play with play the Mariners, like I think, is you still want to ride out. Like, you, Ty France hasn't been hitting, but I think you still want to see what he can do. Like, you don't really know. I mean, he was good last year and he's been not very good this year, but does replacing someone who's available in the trade market, does replacing Ty France with them really make you better? Like, you still yeah. want to ride out Cal Raleigh and Teoscar Hernandez.
0: You Yeah, like... Like, yeah. That,
1: that's the issue. Like, you want to keep stay with your guys and hope they can get better so i don't really know how much that does for them
0: but and like teoscar hernandez is a good example like this is a proven bat in the big leagues yeah it's a proven bat and when he's struggling like this and he's projected like his x was higher he's projected to get better like you have to keep riding it out and it sucks when it's just not coming to fruition yeah all right want to move on to some trades yeah so we just have like We have seven trades that we're just kind of going to go over and talk about. Not go super deep, but kind of give our thoughts on each one.
1: So the first one, we already kind of talked about this one, but Max Scherzer to the Rangers, and then the Mets receive Luis Angel Acuna, who is Ronald Acuna Jr.'s brother. No no Ronald Acuna comps, though. He's, He's kind of a different player. So he's 22 years old in AA right now. He plays second base and shortstop, probably more of a second baseman, struggles a little bit with the glove, and the Mets do already have Lindor, so that's probably where he slides in, but he is someone who's very athletic. He has 42 stolen bases so far this year, which is pretty ridiculous, yeah. so I'm guessing he could pretty much move anywhere in the outfield if they wanted him to, and he also has a 121 WRC+, plus, and he's a 56th rank overall prospect on Fangraph, so... He's definitely a very good prospect. Lots of potential. Could probably move all over the diamond. He has a pretty crazy power. Like, he has, I would say, not plus-plus, but plus power. I think his main problem is that he's a very undisciplined hitter, but that's something you can definitely fix. So
0: That's I a think problem it,
1: with a lot of 22-year-olds in double-A. Yeah, so I think I it's a like good him. trade for both teams. The Mets don't really need Max Scherzer, and they get a good prospect and kind
0: of reinforced their farm system a little bit. I agree. Like this is a guy you can expect to come up and make an impact at the big league level. And right now where the Mets are right now, like they Max Scherzer doesn't provide a lot for them for the rest of the year. Yeah. In my opinion, but they, he, he provides a lot more for, um, he, he provides a lot more for the Rangers so I think they did well. But also, where are you going to put Luis on Cunha if you're the Rangers? Like, you have, you have Marcus Semien and Corey Seager locked up. So, like, people were floating that this would happen eventually. And if it didn't happen, then you'd probably see him move to a separate position, whether it's in the outfield or that probably he probably would have moved to the outfield. But obviously, they have an influx of middle infielders. So I think that moving Luis on Acuna is not the worst thing that the Rangers could have done. And I kind of, I like it for both sides for sure.
1: Yeah. We kind of already talked about the Rangers side when we were talking about the Rangers. So I think, yeah, next trade obviously is the other Rangers trade, Jordan Montgomery, Chris Stratton. We already, already kind of talked about it from the Rangers perspective. If we talk about the Cardinals, mm-hmm. they add a couple prospects, Thomas Sag who is a 21 mm-hmm. year old in Double A, second base, third base, 133 WRC plus. Doesn't have the best prospect pedigree, but he has been hitting in Double A, and he's pretty young. And then they added a 21 year old pitcher in Double A with a 3.91 xFIP. He is the 64th overall prospect on Fangraph, so he's definitely uh, Tecoa Roby. He's definitely the main mm. return they get. He could be big league ready, possibly like middle of next year, and the yeah. Cardinals seems like they kind of want to contend next year again. So he's like a good ad, maybe can fill out the rotation next year. And then they get John King as well. Who's sort of like, he's been up and down. He's 28 years old. He have a late ad. It's not... He's been like up and down between AAA and the biggest the past couple years, his numbers look all right. Like he's has 126 career, big league innings with a 3.71 XFIP. So he's yeah. been fine, I guess. So like, the Cardinals just are kind of in this mode of like, we just need to add pitching, anyone who's decent will take because they just don't have yeah. the depth.
0: And I mean, getting getting the return they got for a rental Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton, I think is a win for them. Yeah. Too. So, like, both of those trades, I think, are win win. I think the Rangers did well, and I think the Cardinals and the Mets on each side did well as, as or also. Um, Moving on, we I think, have... Let's talk about the Astros and the
1: White Sox. Let's leave the Cardinals till the, or the Angels till the end, I think. Okay. Because they're kind of... Yeah, let's do that. They're an interesting situation. So I think the yeah. Astros getting Kendall Graveman for Corey Lee. I don't really like this deal for the Astros. They already have one of the best bullpens in the league. They have yeah. crazy depth in their bullpen. So many guys. Kendall Graveman does have a 3.48 ERA, but all the like advanced metric metrics point to him being like a mid fours guy
0: he has this year and next year of
1: team control so
0: i think that it's also like especially getting this year and next year of Kendall graveman like i think that he's a guy where you can see the Astros kind of work their magic and he turned into like a good reliever and if you make a run in the playoffs i think that he could be like a sneaky reason why. You know what I mean? Like a guy that can fill in and they're gonna give him good innings. And especially with the starting pitching not looking the same, I think that it it doesn't hurt. But also on the White Sox side, I think that they did extremely well. Yeah. Getting so, Corey Lee for go ahead. Yeah, so I'll just give you a rundown on
1: Corey Lee quick. So he's 25 years old in triple A, was up at the big league level. He was a fairly high-touted prospect, but these like last two years between AAA and the big leagues, he's been not good at all. Like he has not hit like he's a seventy-six WRC plus in AAA this year. he is the seventy-fifth ranked prospect on FanGraphs. But I don't know. He had as a prospect like a couple years ago, he was very very highly rated. But like the last couple years, he has just not hit at all between AAA and the big leagues. But like the White Sox system is so bad that like anyone helps like even like he's probably going to be on the big league roster next year they're, they're gonna give him a chance he has the potential so i think it makes sense for the white
0: Sox. it's basically just like a lottery ticket but yeah i think that i think it's in my opinion a little it's a little more than a lottery ticket and also pairing so white Sox have are involved out of the seven trades we're talking about the white Sox are involved in three of them and not only did they add Corey Lee, but in the Angels trade they also added Ed- Edgar Caro Car- Car- um, from the Angels, and he's a catcher as well. So like, I think that they're just saying, "Yasmani yeah, Grandal, <laughs> you're gonna be done soon. We're gonna kind of buy on, we're gonna bet on one of these prospects turning out and it being like kind of our next generation catcher." Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it makes sense for the White Sox. I think it's a great trade. Like. Kendall Graveman is literally worthless to them and they yeah. get a good prospect who's not performing right now at a premium position. Like, I think this yeah. is a kind of a big overpay by the Astros, but I don't think the Astros really care because yeah. they have so many good players. They have a lot of good prospects. So I don't think it really hurts them that much, even though it is an overpay. Like, uh, what's Diaz has come up for the Astros as a catcher and been good and they have a uh, Martin Maldonado the best catcher in the league according to astros fans
0: i don't know what he does I th- but i think it's almost interesting like the astros history with catchers is so interesting interesting because a guy like martin maldonado like it's proven that they don't really care about offensive production from their catchers it's more about their defense and how much they're providing in terms of their relationship with starting pitchers and relievers as well which is kind of like uh it it's hard to weigh the importance when it's something like that because it's like there's no way to value how well a catcher connects with his starting pitchers and how comfortable they are but so like obviously i think that get them giving up cory lee is, shouldn't really come yeah. as a surprise i think martin maldonado is the biggest fraud in the league though <laughs> all right well he's not really a fraud like i feel like everyone kind of knows he's terrible and i think the White or the astros know that as well yeah but people say he's good because he
1: he's a starting pitcher whisperer he is though maybe all right
0: moving so on that means like moving no one on. knows what that yeah. means like the no only one. people that know are Framber valdez grishan javier and the rest of their rotation that's the only people yeah all right
1: moving on Another White Sox trade. Dodgers receive Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly's a good reliever. Mm-hmm. ERA is pretty high, but he has a three point two four x ERA, three point one two x fit. He's obviously got nasty stuff. You know, he's got the upper ninety sinker with this super super hard knuckle curve. So he's definitely a good reliever. He has a twenty twenty four club option. And then Lance Lynn. His ERA is really high, but. A 4.03 XFIP is sort of promising. The Dodgers' starting rotation has been awful. And he's given up a ton of home runs. But if you were like one of those people who believe in like fly ball luck, Lancelin is a good pitcher because he strikes out a ton of guys. But he's a 2024 20 club option. I don't know. The Dodgers have enough money to spend where I think it's an ad it could help them. And if it doesn't go well,
0: they can just get rid of him. Yeah. And I think that Joe Kelly is a good ad too. You kind of get that reunion aspect, but also it's when Blake Trinan's done for the year and like they, their bullpen isn't the same as, as it has been in the past. So I really do like the Joe Kelly edition. Um, White Sox got Nick Nastrini, double-A prospect, 4.03 ERA and double this year, 4.77 XFIP. He has a 45 plus future value on fan graphs. And then also you add Jordan Leisure and Trace Thompson. I think that for Trace Thompson, it's, it was time for a change of scenery. It was, he was kind of waiting around and he'd provide kind of these sparks here and there the past couple of years for the Dodgers. But this year you kind of see him. He's injured right now. Yeah. He's on the 60 day. Um, But I think it's, I think it's a great change of scenery for him. He was kind of blocked up by a lot of different outfielders, whether it was Chris Taylor or whether it's Jason Hayward now, or whether it's obviously Mookie Betts. It's like he never really had a, like, a solid place in the lineup. So I really like this. I really like this trade for Trace Thompson in general. Yeah, and and I think it works out for the White Sox because they don't really
1: have a right fielder. Like, they've been putting Oscar Colas there, who isn't a right fielder at all. So I think, like... Over the next couple years, while they're rebuilding, he can be just a solid veteran guy. still has three years of team control. He's been like a league average hitter through his career. So he can definitely add something. I mean, the big return for the White Sox is definitely Nick Nastrini. He's like another Corey Lee type guy where he has like, he's been really touted as a prospect. Like the stuff has been touted as really good, but he's struggling right now. But I just think the White Sox will take anyone with upside that they can get. And then yep. Jordan Lecheur is like weird because he's like he has his numbers are decent, but he's like been in the bullpen for part of the year in double A. So like he's probably just like a big league reliever who will probably be solid. <laughs> but I mean, I think it works out for the White Sox. Like the White Sox will just take anyone they can get because I think the White Sox are like the team with like the worst position in the league because their roster sucks. They don't spend money. They don't have any good prospects. Well, they have like their, their farm systems horrible. So I just think yeah. like adding anyone who has like any sort of potential or value works out fine for them.
0: Totally. Um, I feel like it's a good transition into the, into the Angels and White Sox trade. Yeah. This was probably one of the most interesting deals on the market, I feel like so far. Angels got Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez, both on a rental deal for Edgar Carroll and Kai Bush. Like we were just talking about, you get Kai... We talked about Edgar Carroll a little bit, but you get Kai Bush too. And so now you get three, like, fresh double-A arms, and you're kind of just hoping that two out of three turn into, like, big league arms for you. Yeah, like, Kai Bush, I think...
1: Definitely has like a lower upside than Nestrini, but he is performing pretty well and he could probably slot into the bottom end of the White Sox rotation next year and be yeah. fine. He's a little bit older. So, and then one thing yeah. I would say about Ed- Edgar Caro is he only has a 104 WRC plus in A for a catcher, which is not the best, but he is only 20 years old. So he's very young. Defense yeah, that's, is...
0: a, that's really young for A, and it hit it, having a 104 WRC plus is pretty impressive. And... He walks more than he strikes out, too. Yeah. Which is always a good sign.
1: Defense is a little There's bit of a work in progress, that, but... Yeah. yeah. But he is ranked 61st prospect on Fane Graff. So, I, th- I mean, I think it makes sense for the White Sox, again. Like, they should just add anyone they can get in the farm system. Like,
0: Yeah. So, I I think that you solve a catching problem in, um, in the South Side, and then also you kind of... You're trying to solve this... Uh, starting pitching problem as well which i like it's it's hard to know what the white Sox are really doing mm-hmm. right now it's like they they're selling but they're really only selling pitching like they, they don't won't,
1: they're only selling they don't rentals move any of their hitters and they're only selling rentals like they could very easily move yeah. dylan cease i mean i think they're trying to move tim anderson but no one wants him they're probably holding out they're for too big there. of a return and it's then the not he just did his
0: first home run in like a Over year. a year. Over a year. Yeah. So wild. Yeah. I, it's if the Dodgers didn't if the if the Dodgers and the White Sox made a trade and they didn't even want to talk about Tim Anderson and they didn't make a move for Tim Anderson, it's hard to know who's gonna take. They it. got a med Rosario
1: instead of Tim Anderson. That's what people think of Tim Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> med Rosario is so bad yeah he's like the worst defender in the
0: league at short they're very similar players right now yeah. they're extremely similar right now
1: i think the one thing I about think
0: that, honestly um a rosario i don't know it's I really think Ahmed rosario ride. might
1: be better because he puts the ball in play and he's gonna hit like 270 even if he has like no power upside no on base upside he I, I don't know they're both just not very good players no i don't think it's a shortstop market right now (laughs) and Um, then the other trade the angels made cj crone and randall britchick from the rockies i mean i just think this is a symptom of the angels having too many injuries like they have so many injuries and they need guys to fill out the lineup and i think these guys are both decent hitters i think cj cron has been unlucky randall grichik has been lucky obviously they both play in coors field so sl- some of like the ops numbers look a little bit inflated i think they can both be slightly above average hitters i mean taylor ward went down they don't really have a first baseman so i think both these guys slot in right away and they didn't really give up much so i think it makes sense it's just the angels literally have no one in their farm now like i would probably say their farm yeah, is worse it, than it's... the white
0: sucks it's it's becoming a massive problem because they bought so like you just mentioned how Crone and Grichuk can kind of both be slightly above average hitters. It's like look at the, look at their roster and look at how many average to slightly above average hitters there are. Like besides besides in my opinion like Brandon Drury, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, it's like there's so just so many bodies and it's so big and I know it's mainly because of injuries and that's why they have to add right now but they've just added so many guys that are average to a slightly above average and they're just like on their hands and knees like begging shohei like please dear god stay like they have no other option and they're literally just like i honestly i don't think they're doing this if if shohei's contract isn't up and they have to Make this move to like re sign him. I don't think that they're doing this at all. I agree. And uh, if they I don't think... get Shohei, if they don't get Shohei signed, if they don't make noise in the playoffs and they don't get Shohei back, I don't know what the future of the Angels is at all. Yeah. I feel really bad for Mike Trout. Yeah.
1: Because like they need to make the playoffs this year. Otherwise, like there's no future for the Angels. Yeah. Like their team is full of like. 30-year-old average bats yep. who probably want to make a lot of money. They're paying people fortunes. Like, they're paying Mike Trout a fortune, like, which obviously he deserves. But then they're paying, like, Anthony Rendon Anthony a fortune. Rendo. Who, I mean, he's, like, a slightly above average hitter. And he's never, he's never fit. He's, like, injured most of the season. Yeah. But I think you have to do it. Like, I think yeah. it's the right move from the Angels. It's just... And I think there's a decent chance Otani re-signs. I mean, I think he's going to the Giants-Dodgers or probably staying with the Angels,
0: but... Yeah, yeah. I, I think that there's a higher chance than what people are, like, giving the Angels credit for. Yeah. And it becomes the discussion of... We never really talked about... We were, we were taking our break for when all the Shohei ideas were getting floated. And it's, it's really hard to know, like, there's, there's two polarizing sides to, like, what you could have done with Shohei Otani. It's like, at the end of the year, if you get nothing for him, and he just leaves, and you bought all these players and you get nothing, then it's like, your future is depleted right now. And you could have had this massive. Like they, they made a decision. They and I love yeah. that. That's why. That's why. Like, like they made a decision. They stuck with it, and they're buying and they're buying and they're buying because they want to win now and they want to keep Shohei. I think what makes the most sense
1: about this is like this is the right decision. And if they didn't add pieces at the deadline,
0: they should have just traded Shohei i agree that's why it's it's either you trade shohei and then maybe you trade like you literally turn in it's it's hard to be a seller right now though like when you're when you're kind of like you're still in the hunt and you're five games back it's it'd be kind of a fraudulent move by the organization to just completely sell yeah i agree
1: and going over what the rockies got they got a couple of like Really young arms, 20 and 21 year old, both in a ball. Both of them are like 40 to 40 plus future value guys. I mean, I, it's like the same with the White Sox. Like, the Rockies just need to add anyone they can get in there because their system yeah. sucks and they need pitching. I mean, Mason Albright is 20 years old, lefty, 411 XFIP, an a ball. I guess it's fine, but. It's like it's real it's kind of hard because Randall Gritchik and CJ Cron were like some of your best players as a Rockies fan and now you're getting lottery tickets for them but it makes sense for the future of the organization and these guys were going to be gone anyway so it makes sense but it's just kind of frustrating to trade guys and then not really get any return that's tangible for the next couple years but yeah. it's kind of what you got to do
0: Yeah I think that like looking through where the Angels are at right now. You have I mean, so Logan Ho- Hoppies out. So you're starting Matt Tice pretty much every day. Or Chad Wallach. But then so you go CJ Crone at first. Brandon Drury's down. So you probably go Luis Ranjifo at second. Mike Mustakas or Eduardo Escobar at third. And then Zach like Zach Neto's down right now. Also with an injury. He'll probably be back soon, which I think like he provides good defensive value, you take you're taking him over Andrew Andrew Velasquez like ten days of the week. Out and then your Yeah, and then your outfield is probably Gritchick, Moniac, and Hunter Renfro. Yeah. I mean and I then mean, when you... I, when Trout comes back, if hopefully like that'd be that'd be sweet. If Trout comes back by around playoff time, that'd be sweet. But I think, I,
1: I, I think they might get a hoppy back by playoff time and then they could get Redone, Drury,
0: and Mike pack If if they can kind of, like, if they can figure this thing out and guys get healthy, they are, like, kind of a scary team, though.
1: I'm praying they make the like playoffs. If
0: it's a Hoppy, Crone, Drury, Moustakis, or, like, Moustakis or Escobar, like, I'm fine with playing them at third with the upside the rest of the offense has. And then you have Neto, Moniac, Trout, Renfro, and then you have Randall, Gridchuk potentially – as a bad as well um and then obviously you have like i think that patrick sandoval is kind of similar to what i was saying about tommy henry earlier it's like as a three i'm not feeling great about it but that as a four i'm feeling really good about it when you have shohei giolito and Dentmers is such an interesting two and three because they're two guys that are very inconsistent you don't really know what they're you're getting from either one of them um so problems can arise, like, your playoff three is Shohei Ohtani, Giolito, and Reed Detmers. I'm not, I'm okay with that, but you're going to need to hit. Yeah. You're going to need to hit.
1: I really hope they make the playoffs, because I want to see Mike Trout and Shohei Ohtani in the playoffs
0: for the first time and ever,
1: I, which is, like, so crazy yeah. to say. Like, yeah, I think Mike Trout only made the playoffs one, one time before. Yeah. Yeah and i think and he got like, knocked knocked out in the wild card game and that's when it was a one game i think it was a one yeah. career playoff game
0: yep yeah which is insane I that.
1: like please please it'd be crazy um I, selfishly i love what the angels are doing just because i want to watch them in the playoffs
0: but yeah if they well, don't you just like to see a team that's like buying in it's like almost yeah. kind of similar to like what the what the Padres are doing or what the Padres did too. Like you just like to see an owner that's willing to spend a shit ton of money and like finding and a GM that's willing to make moves. And they're like, they're like literally putting all their cards on the table and they're like, we're going to win. And if not, then like, we'll bite the bull. Yeah. Which you don't see a lot of in baseball. Anymore, I mean, I, I
1: think cool. that's what like some teams that come to mind are like the Orioles. Like, yeah. They don't seem to be willing to trade any of your prospects, but it's like, how are you gonna play Santander, Mullins, Kierstad, Cowser, all in the same outfield? Like you can't. They're only yeah. three outfield positions. Like just trade one of yeah. them for a starting pitcher. Like they're yeah. such prospect huggers. Like and even if, even if one of the guy you trade turns into a good player, it's like it doesn't matter because you can't play him in your team. You can't yeah, have thirteen starters. Like it doesn't matter. And so, like, I imagine think the fans guy. get really
0: frustrated with that yeah if the orioles like i still I, like i, think I still the, question the orioles i still question
1: them. i think the orioles should trade for justin verlander
0: yeah i don't know how the mets could do both though like i mean i mean i know how but like i don't i don't see them saying we're gonna literal I, literally trade both of our um 45 mill year guys like it's just they could that's just one of the use that money spend ever. it
1: they got to dump yeah. money for when they sign Shohei next year. That's true. They do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that. I literally cannot imagine Shohei in a Mets. But that's a, that has to be like a realistic thing because yeah. we know the Mets are willing to spend money and they have dumped. Like they're paying part of Scherzer's contract, but they're it seems like they are trying to just dump money this year. Yeah. They, could, they would probably be willing to just
0: spend even more anyway. So, I mean, Steve Cohen does have unlimited money. Yeah literally unlimited but uh do you want to just talk about the blue jays and cardinals trade really yeah quick? we'll wrap up about with that jordan. quick jordan hicks to the blue
1: jays he's fine i guess 3.67 era 3.15 he's X ERA. he's a rental so he's got nasty stuff but can't really control it so i guess he's fine it's kind of like the standard like reliever rental trade yeah cardinals get like more arms <laughs> who are in double a who are performing okay and have decent prospect status. Like to be honest, the Cardinals, what got like six pitchers who are like in double a who could possibly be up next year. So I think a a couple of those guys probably perform well, help the team next year. So I think it makes sense. And Jordan Romano just went down. So Jordan Hicks gives them another option in their bullpen. Their bullpen has been solid, but they don't have like the top end guys. They have a lot of solid guys. So, I think the injury
0: forced their hand for sure.
1: Yeah. And I think you're fine with the return. Like, they have a lot of starting pitching. So, yeah. I think it works out well for them. It makes sense. I agree. Um,
0: Is there any other. I mean, if you want. You can talk
1: about Carlos Santana or Ahmed Rosario.
0: (laughs) I think the Ahmed Rosario Noah Syndergaard trade was the weirdest shit ever.
1: Yeah. I, I think, like, Ahmed Rosario trade, the Kiki Hernandez trade, and the Carlos Santana trade are all just like because the teams who gave basically got nothing in return. So
0: mm-hmm. I think This is when gonna... it's like when we're fans, it's so it's so easy to say, like especially from like watching Ahmed Rosario play and saying he's trash. Like he obviously means more to the Guardians organization. So there's sometimes like a lack of understanding from our perspective on like what, like, why, like why are we why are we trading a are I know a are is struggling, but Noah Syndergaard is like practically a DFA candidate. I th-
1: I think it makes sense though because now you give, they have a lot of shortstop prospects. They have Gabriel Arias, they have uh, Tyler yeah. Freeman, and they have uh, Ronnie. What's his name? Or no, Brian Ro Rocio. Brian Rochio, yeah. And I don't think any of them can really be worse than a meta Rosario, So you might as well throw them out there and see what you've got. So and I mean they they're gonna the need any. I don't know because they're I, their start, starting rotation is really banged up. Quantrill, McKenzie, Beaver, and Battenfield are all hurt. So that's insane. I think Noah Syndergaard can give them some innings. I guess.
0: Yeah. Um, interesting series that we were kind of talking about earlier. Um, I think that there is a couple of div- in division series that are I would be the, interesting. The to Giants watch. Diamondbacks is big. That is huge. We were just talking about how both of those teams have been struggling. Uh, Who's I, gonna figure it out?
1: And then the Angels and Braves is really interesting to me too. Like the Angels need to start picking up wins, but
0: this is not who you want to be facing. Yeah,
1: exactly. And then couple al east matchups raise yankees like if the rays win the series like it would probably put the yankees away yeah the issue with the yankees is like who are they gonna sell like they don't really have that many good players
0: no like they really don't all their good players are i under don't know control. Who they would sell. i'm like, not even kidding i don't know like do you sell? like do you like, try to like get rid of le like the I Yankees, mean, I
1: don't. the issue with the Yankees is they haven't developed any hitters in so long yeah. that they like Lemayhu Stanton are guys they paid have been awful this year. Josh Donaldson's another guy they paid; he's been awful this year, like terrible. Like you don't want to trade Volpe. Like Glaber Torres has been their only like consistently good player who's actually yeah. been healthy the entire year. Yeah, like if you true. trade him, like you lose so much of the fan base that like the Yankees don't have anyone to trade yeah it's 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 like i I guess they could trade harrison bader but he hasn't been good either like the yankees have traded and paid a ton of guys and literally none of them have been good except for aaron judge and glaber torres like their lineup is horrible it's
0: god-awful i don't it it's it's just (laughs) such an interesting like way to look at the al and see like the yankees like they're starting pitching so good in their bullpens, or they're starting rotation in general, like should be really good, and then their bullpen is also insane. It's like I feel like their offense should just be able to suffice, but they are 55 and 50. Like it's not like they're terrible, yeah. but you need to be better if you're in the AL East. And the Red Sox <laughs> are locally kind of like high. the John Carlos Stanton contract has
1: to be one of the worst Yankee contracts of all time. Like, if yeah. we
0: go first season
1: so he had a 4.2 wars for first season, then 0.4 in 2019, 0.4 in 2020, 2.5 in 2021, 1.2
0: in 2022, and 0 in 2023. <laughs> and he is getting paid $25 million a year. Yeah. It's like, almost like Anthony Rendon, bro. They're yeah. similar. And like Rizzo has not been good. Like He's been better recently, but... He hasn't been really consistent for it's the Yankees at all.
1: It's just they're so weird because they've paid a bunch of guys, none of them have been good. Like they don't have any. Like they developed Volpi, who I think, I mean, he's not a good fielder and not a good hitter, but his base running is good enough where he's probably like his floor is probably like a two to three war player, which is fine. Yeah, and his ceiling is probably like a five war player because he has good power, but like,
0: it's just. Yeah, it, it it's, it's hard to figure out. If I was a Yankees fan, I would not be happy, to say the least. Um, other games, other series starting Blue Jays Orioles, I guess. Yeah, that to be sweet. But I I think the Blue Jays
1: could possibly fall out of the playoffs. But I mean, one thing I would say oh, about Club the Cubs Reds,
0: yeah, Cubs
1: Reds. That's a big one. Cubs too, Reds
0: series is going to be huge.
1: The Cubs and the Reds probably aren't going to make the playoffs, but I mean, they have a chance and they kind of need to win now. Yeah. I mean, I want to see the reds make a couple moves. Just like, I think Jack Flaherty is another guy who makes sense for the reds. Like they have an insane amount of prospects. Like Novelli Marte is a top prospect. Like, where are you going to play him? Like they have Edwin Aurora. Yeah. Like, where are you going to play him? Like, yeah, they have, I, they have too many guys. right I now. actually think Dylan Cease makes a lot of sense for the reds because they could move like Novelli Marte and be fine with it. Yeah. Because they that, he's blocked by everyone.
0: Yeah. But but it's hard to know. Like they I don't really know if they're trying to like do a whole they're not they, like they're playing on house one this year. I don't think yeah. that this is when you try to make a run. I,
1: but I think you you trade Marte. Like he's ready pretty much. Like he's in triple A. Where he is a 126 WRC plus in triple a.
0: Yeah. It's hard to know. Well,
1: like they're also like,
0: what do you what do you with gonna... Jonathan
1: India? I think Jonathan India is somebody who gets traded. I don't think Jonathan India is actually that good.
0: Yeah. I don't think he is either. He's a great, he's like a little bit of a Jesse Winker tech. Not yeah, He's just going to have like two war every season or less. Yeah. Yeah. All right um anything else um not really
1: just coming up on the hour mark so i think it's time to wrap it up yeah
0: yeah all right everyone go watch some baseball see you guys later thanks for listening thank you bye